This is ETT Explore, a table talk show. Expounding biblical truth. Join anywhere in the world. God bless you. Good day, everyone, and welcome to ETT Explorer. I'm your host, I'm Lillian Oyele. Tonight, we have a compelling topic to delve into, which is Christians and sensual TV shows. As believers, many of us, we grapple with the tension between our faith as being Christians and the content be consumed on television. So we're going to be exploring this thought-provoking subject with our esteemed guests. And um, one of our guests is available right now. I'll be introducing him. Joining us tonight is our first guest, Caleb Oladejo. He's the visionary founder of Engaging the Truth team is a dedicated Christian apologist, a passionate advocate for expressing the unwavering love and profound truth of Jesus Christ. I'm sure our audience is ready to gain insight that will ignite their faith and challenge their perspective. I want us to um, be ready let our heart be ignited. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for joining us on this show. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, sir. All right, I'm going to be introducing... I'll introduce the, the second guest when he joins us online. But we're going to continue with um, Caleb Oladecho. Before we dive into our discussion, I want to share a personal reflection. As a Christian myself, I often find it challenging to navigate the allure of sensual TV issues while trying to stay true to my faith. And I believe that this conversation is um, essential. I think I'm not the only one thinking about the um, I'm not the only one struggling with the sensual TV shows we have on our TV today. The shows that are brought to us in our homes, in our offices, in our um, places of work, wherever we find ourselves. And I believe that we have to be discerning consumers of the media without compromising our values. But with this show, it's going to be more explanatory, it's going to be more expository as we engage in answering some thought-provoking questions, hearing the views of our invited guests as well. So, Mr. Caleb, we're going to start with you. And... I want you to 
define what sensual TV shows are and what impact they, they have on Christians' journey, Christian spiritual journey. Just tell us what sensual TV shows are all about because it's possible that we have some people around some people joining this show today that don't really know what the the con- concept sensual TV shows mean. So please explain to us what it means and how can they have impact on a Christian spiritual journey? You have the floor, sir. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity. I will please crave the indulgence of our listeners to to lead us in a short prayer. Lord, thank you for this time. I pray that you will take control of our discussion this time and you bless all of us together in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' name of prayer, amen. Um, from the question, from the, from the title of the discussion itself, of, um, the, the word sensual simply means anything that sim, that stimulates the senses. That's, um, it's something that purely is interacting with our senses and by the context of the use of the word or the use of the word it's something that specifically stimulates the emotional part you know senses are uh, in this context i'm not talking about our, our eyes or our noses and all that no, it's more the emotional part and um, specifically the impact that it can have stems across a lot of things because the, 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 the truth is whether Christians or non-Christians we all have emotions and it is not possible to separate the human um, body from its emotion so anything that touches or that stimulates or that affects that emotion is something that will definitely have impact on the body itself so you, know, you can't separate your body yourself from your emotions so whatever thing gets to your emotion can definitely have impact on you as a human being in your entire life thank you so much for that yeah and um while you were speaking something came to my mind the fact that as Christians Sometimes we often um, struggle with the fact that there's a bloodline between right and wrong, especially when it comes to the media. So, so can you please shed more light with, um, the fa- with that fact and you could help us with practical examples. Really, to try and understand the context of the question, please could you rephrase the question so it could be easy okay. to for me. All right. I was trying to ask that as Christians, exposing ourselves to content on social media, sometimes there, it could be blur. What is right between what is right and what is wrong? There could be a there could be a blur line. There could, might not be a distinct separation between a the right content for us as Christians to um, give ourselves to. Or what is wrong to, not to give ourselves to. So I want you to give an explicit explanation. You could use a practical example to explain to us how to help ourselves distinct 
from these um, two different aspects of content on the media. Okay. Mm. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I really would say, and I really would um, want to expound carefully on that terrain, and that's because the 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 cluster that we find ourselves as human beings. And when I say cluster, I'm talking about the fact that we are not outside the world. We are inside of the world. So the fact that we are Christians, the first thing I want to establish is that being Christians does not shield us or does not remove from us the normal exposure that every other person has. You know, uh, with the way the with the way the the world has been has become um, a very close web village now that almost everything is possible you can almost have you know things being done faster you know easier and all that so in the attempt of the world to achieve technology we have also done something to ourselves which is that everybody now has access to a wide range of content, you know, good, bad, ugly, everything goes now. Because, and the fault, and why I started from that is because we need to first of all establish the fact that you cannot do away with, um, content that are seemingly central altogether. Because you can actually, if you dedicate yourself to maybe you're saying on YouTube now, for instance, okay, I only see this particular YouTube channel that is giving good content, maybe news, what about the advertisements that can come on your screen? You can't control that. What about the, the flashes, the pop-up messages, all these things that can happen while you are doing something good on the internet? So that issue is, first of all, established. The fact that you cannot really control what you, what comes on your screen. The only way you can, the only thing that you have control over is probably the website you visit, the books you read, kind of songs you listen to. But in the end, inside those songs themselves, or in the platforms that you go to download those songs, there can be, you know, items, contents that, that are essential. Now, as to the other part of how do you identify, um, you know, what is right and what is wrong. Now, there's the, the, the word of God is very clear as to what believers should consume as, as to what we should you know feed ourselves with now the the first part we I will just mention in this in answering this particular part of the question is this whatever content whether songs you know, pictures video content anything whatever content that you begin that you engage with as a, as a Christian or as a human being that stimulates your emotion and turns you towards lusting is already having a question mark now you don't need to be asked it's like you're asking it's like you're saying something that is poisonous and then the person is asking should I eat it or should I not eat it once something is poisonous the next thing that your brain will react to is for you to take your you know avoid taking that thing altogether so that's where I'm going to put it for now in this in answering this part of the question Anything that stimulates your emotion and drives you towards lusting 
you know, after the abuse whether male or female, is something that you can consider or classify as a sensual content. I'll, I'll stop there for now. Hmm. Like if the boys aren't to our choices as Christians, we still have the power to choose what we what we want to see, what we don't want to see. I like that aspect of you saying that we are we are not outside the world. We are inside the world ourselves ourselves and we we get to um see some of these things around despite the fact that we don't want to see them. We see them on our mobile phones on our TVs, through adverts and all of that. But then we can still screen off some of these things. We can screen off most of it, even though we can't screen all of it. Thank you so much for that response. Yeah, so we have our second guest on the show already. That's Emmanuel Akiade. He's a thought-provoking voice in the realm of faith. Emmanuel brings a fresh perspective to the table. His unique insights and experiences are ready to captivate our audience today and leave us pondering long after this show. I want to welcome you, sir. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Lillian. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, so I'm going to continue with you, Emmanuel. So I want to ask, how do you see the influence of these shows on viewers, both Christian and non-Christian? I mean, how do you see the influence of sensual TV shows on both Christians and non-Christians alike? Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a passage of the scripture that says, that um, faith cometh by hearing and hearing. Are you with yeah. me? Yeah. Yes, uh, I am. See, that concept is not even only about faith alone. It's a, I don't know how I can put it. It's something that has to do with our life generally. Most of the things, or let me say most of our habits, most of the things we believe, most of the things is our mindset, actually due to things that we hear over and over, things that we see over and over, they they tend to begin to shape our life. So it now gets to a point whereby those things begin to look normal. However, it's harming us. Whether we are Christians or we are not Christians, all those things have effect on our life. Now, we, we, we are now living in a community whereby nudity is being explained as uh, body positivity or something. It's, it's now already been seen like a, like a norm. Are, are you with me? So... I'm with hello? you. Uh-huh. I'm with so, you. That, that kind of thing, has, it might actually have been going unnoticed. But over and over, it has been shaping, it has been shaping our mindset. All those, all these sensual things, all these sensual TV shows. Little bit like, before, 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 before. Many, many years, let, let me say like about, just about two decades ago. If they will show 
some things on on TV. Uh, I mean, just very little scene, like maybe uh, they just maybe they off a cloth. It will be blood. But now there are many TV shows on 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 our cables and uh, TV channels whereby they 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 even go completely nude. Are you? What was going on? So whether we, we are aware of it or not, it's actually shaping our lives, it's shaping our habits. And to the extent to which we begin to accommodate them, to the extent we begin to accommodate them, to the extent we begin to, to affect us. When I was younger, my my dad we ensure that every every form of those things, even the one that seems so harmless to you, is deleted. A good example was uh, is um, there is this phone they call Nokia Tafetiri Ten. Do you remember that phone? That yeah, Nokia Phone. If you remember the box, the packaging box of that phone, there was a guy and a girl wearing a big T-shirt together. They wore it together. They were happy. No, no there was there was nothing like nudity. Or anything that was from there, but um, huh. it's, it's indirectly printed from there. I can remember very well that box is still somewhere inside our house. It was torn. I got that point. Yeah, yeah, we need people like that who can actually distinguish that blow line that you mentioned of huh. that blow line. Huh. That they can help us distinguish it very well. They they they, huh. they they can accurately draw that line. We need people like that. So that's it. We, when many many parents have actually been negligent about it, many Christians have been negligent mm-hmm. about it. Many people, they, are, they don't even see that as a thing of concern. But little by little, little by little, little mm-hmm. by little, uh, you back to we say a yo to po, a yo to po. You know all those stuff, those houses uh, we use. You know it's woven. Uh, they used to weave it. So. You just remove one thread today, frack. Tomorrow you move mm. that thread. Lord, yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes so small. So, yeah. That's it. That's it. So it's shaping mm. our lives. That's it. That's it. And then we will be, we, we will continue to change towards that area. We will continue, our life will tend to continue to, to, to bend towards that area. We will continue to be so accommodative. And the worst part of it is now that it's coming into practice. Hmm. Hmm. I, I was yeah. in a program recently, and then the, 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 the sketch, the place leader was wearing, I had to sit down during the session. Yeah. I had to sit down. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be looking at the... Let's sit down. Wow. that's it. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for that response, Imano. I I I I made sure I wrote down something in my notes. The word negligence and I think that's our problem, especially in the church. The world has hmm. uh, decided to turn um, or close their eyes. Is it that they close their eyes or they turn their back against some of these things? which is not supposed to be so 
thank you so much. I really appreciate you for that response. Good. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. We will um, go back to our first speaker, as Kelebaladeja. <laughs> yes. So um, my next question is that, as a minister working closely with young people, how can we approach this topic with grace and understanding while still upholding our values? You know. Um, the idea today is um, when you talk about all of these subjects, in fact, young people might not want to listen to you. They might feel like um, you are being um, excessive. You are tending towards the excess, excessiveness of Christianity and all of that. So, But as a minister, who often talks to young people, how do you think we can approach this topic with grace and especially make our young people understand and um, help our community as, as at large to uphold the value that our parents once knew? Um, okay, thank you very much for that question. Um, before I provide the answer, I just want to ex- um emphasize more on what um, uh, my, my very good friend um, responded to in the previous question concerning how these things affect our lives gradually. Um, I, I'm not a scientist, but I have a lot of, I, have, I think all, all my friends are scientists, so I, I mean science enthusiasts and all. I know that habit is formed by repetition. All right. When you repeat something over time, any organism will learn the repetition and form a habit out of it. Now, if it's the, the simple example is this: if you grow up in an environment where, in the family, people speak Yoruba language to themselves, you will see that vibe in that person as they grow up. It will be very difficult for them to do it with because that's what they have been used to all their lives. And it's not something bad. It's very good. The same thing, if you see somebody who has grown up in an environment where, you know, the father, the mother, they speak in English more, it will be very hard for that person to communicate to people around them in Europe because they're not trained like that. The same thing, right? The same thing. When you sit down with your laptop or with, you know, your television at home, you know, and then, or your phone, and you spend 30 minutes on the internet. Maybe you spend one hour on the internet. And out of that one hour, you have consumed, let's say about 10 to 20 nude pictures, or let's say, you know, 10 to 20 songs that stimulate your emotion toward lusting. Now, you do that for 30 days, you form a habit. It gets to a time that when you even see those who do those kind of things, you don't see the big deal there anymore because you form the habit. Your subconscious mind has been trained now to accept it as a norm. Now, to the question, how do we talk to people you know, around us um, and then with grace on a subject like this? Um, I'm going to give a very simple answer to it. 
the principle that we have to use, and I and I'm saying this to the church world, to the Christian body, the principle we have to use is replacement by substitution. We cannot tell the devil not to do his work. You can't tell the darkness not to shine, or I mean, not to not to be around. You turn on the light. You cannot tell somebody, "Don't wear these clothes. Don't do this like this. Don't dress." That's not the thing. If you, you can do, we've been doing that for all these years. And people have not changed. Why? Because we have to provide a godly alternative. That's it. You cannot remove something without placing something there. And that is my appeal to us, you know, believers. You see, enough of telling people, oh, this is bad, oh, this is bad, oh, don't do this. No, you show the good thing. You flaunt the good one. You express the good one. Noise the good one. Loud the good one. The people in the dark who started these things, that's the same principle that they did. Over the years, they will put, you know, scenes in their drama, scenes in their Nollywood, in their Hollywood, in their Bollywood. They will put scenes there that promote what they believe to be darkness or what they believe to be to be right. We are the ones that call it darkness anyway. So then it's totally normal. So they'll put it in their drama, put it in their music, put it in their clothing, in their textile industry. The question is this. What are we also doing as Christians about these things? Are we also promoting godly dressing? Are we promoting, you know, godly fashion? Are people having an alternative that, oh, I can actually dress better as, you know, in this and I will still appear beautiful and gorgeous. I can actually address that and I will still be, you know, I will still be smart. So we have to provide the godly alternative. That's the principle I called substitution by replacement. We replace it with a, with, with a better one and Gradually by that, we begin to remove the idea of the wrong thing. Take, for instance, um, in what people are doing, what, you know, we have our Christian drama ministries doing right now. That's an example of substitution by, I mean, by replacement. You know, you cannot tell people, oh, don't see bad movies, or don't see movies that promote the power of the devil. But if you tell them that tomorrow, they won't stop. You have to do the ones that promote the power of God. And then tell them, oh, this is a godly alternative that you can see. There is no vacuum in nature. So if we want to remove the wrong ideas, we need to promote the good ideas. And part of the way we, we promote them, I just want to give a, a few practical examples before I, I you know, stop on that question. For instance, as parents, instead of and just telling you know, the children, oh, don't wear this, oh, don't wear that. No, you dress well. You flaunt the good dressing. You take pictures of yourself, mother, father. The ch- you take good pictures talking about good dressing. You promote it. You flaunt the good parts. You model before them. When you model like that, you're sending a message to the subconscious that this one is also beautiful and godly can be gorgeous. You can be godly and you can be gorgeous. You know, I'm not mentioning somebody's 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 brand. It's not a paid ad, but though, you know. So 
you can be god you can be godly and you can still be godless you you can promote that that that's in the home that's in the home we promote something good we 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 express the good one and we loud it we make it very loud we do everything that we can to make it very loud i'll stop there for now wow godly alternatives creating god godly alternatives removing the bad ideas and promoting the good ones thank you so much for that um emmanuel please i want to ask i want to ask you how do you navigate discussions with fellow christians who have differing views on watching sensual tv shows there are some people that don't be, they don't believe um you should stay away from some shows right and they call themselves christians in code so how do you navigate discussions with them fellow christians who have different views on watching sensual tv shows you have the floor uh, there's another yoruba language that says um how like translate the one see someone with the killer but when when you see uh, okay uh, you about to be say only uh amuku ewo you understand somebody who has a defect in the leg and you are telling that the load you are carrying is bending uh, the person will not reply you are actually looking at the load you are not looking at the leg most of these issues actually come from the fact that um um uh Many of them have been like that for a long time. They've developed it. They've, they've grown in the community or in a family or in a circle of friends. Everybody, those things to them looks like a norm. I remember when I was still younger, many of those in my in my own hood. And though they, they still claim to be Christians, even the kind of conversations that go on in the, uh, among them, you... You know that you know, this is not right enough. However, in huh. this kind of situations, for at first, do not judge or try to be so righteous in conversation. You, what one of the things I used to do is that at first, I always try to to let them see how rotten that idea is from the scriptural perspective. Even they are Christians, and I believe they have uh, at least a kind of uh, a godly. Oh, let me put it now. At least yeah, there's a kind of thing that you can attach. That. So at least you have a stance of the Bible. That's one. So I remember somebody who was trying to justify a one very popular social show. Uh, in the where we are at the church, though not during the service, we were just waiting. I think we were waiting for a bus or something, and it was there one of those workers in the church, and he, he told that he's actually watching that show over there at the police station next to the church. That we want to, and he was trying to explain. Funny enough, I was there with the pastor, and <laughs> the pastor actually also understand the whole thing very well. And the man was like, "So you are trying to preach to us now." Uh, that show, and then uh, you are trying to justify what of it is due to you know how 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 much it can affect lives. Uh, 
he was trying to preach the positive part of it and the pastor was, was like how many times have you allowed yourself to use the bible and many other uh, other godly things that have been he exists to before this show preach it to other people just the way you are explaining it to us now so many many do not actually think from many, many actually do it out of ignorance many are not many are actually doing it because they, they, they cannot actually see the rotten side of it because majority are doing it so they still when majority are doing it majority carry the vote however even when the majority decide to drink the poison it's still a poison if uh. if if half of the population of the world say from today we we conclude that damalin 20 is no more a poison do you all believe? Do you all agree? <laughs> and I said, yes. So all of us, let's drink a cup of Gamale 20. <laughs> you have to do As many that drink, we die. So, that's just it. We, 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 we just, we as Christians, we, we just need to, to uh, maintain our own ground first. Live our life as an example, just like... Uh, um, Mr. Keller said, let's live our own life as an example. Let them, let them see us doing it. Let it be part of our own habit. When the radio tune the essential music, it change the, cha- it change the uh, station. When the TV tune the essential show, it change the channel. So, we we need to make it a part and part of ourselves. There are many people that are actually looking at us. They are reading us like a book. And then we need to actually tell them a good story that we actually lead them to Christ and not the one that is leading them away from Christ. So for me, I think the, the conversation must first not judge them and at the same time must actually push them how it's actually supposed to be done from the scriptural angle. We need to show to them how working uh, all these things and because the spirit of fornication eh, travels with nudity and uh, all these sensual uh, um, shows and music and all so mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why many many people are struggling with it they are finding yeah. very difficult to come out of it you understand because this thing keeps adding an hook every day it keeps adding another hook every day it's adding another hook every so it, it tends to make it kind of difficult for them to come out. So that's my own view of it. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. All right, Kayla, please let's go ahead to hear your view about this question. Yeah, um, thank you very much. Um, I wanted to just chip in that <clears throat> till, till the end of the world, a lot of Christians will not have the time. Not have the time. And when I say not have the time, what I mean by that is this. Um, in the other side, you know, in the, in, the, in, the, in the other side of the enemy, when I'm talking about the enemy, I'm talking about the sat- I mean, Satan's side and all of his people, all of his agents, you know. As Christians believe that they are walking uh towards the forderings of God's kingdom. Satan also has his people. Now, in the other side, that's the enemy's side, they know one truth about human beings. 
And that is, most people will not have the time to find out the truth. And it's a violation of God's instructions, actually. The Bible did say, buy the truth and sell it not. The Bible also says, my people perish because they lack knowledge. Knowledge is information. All right. Uh, the, the, one of the truths that we have to accept is that most of us believers, we don't even take time to know the details behind these things that we watch on the internet or on our TVs. You know, um, if some of us know, because that's what's going to help us. If you know as much information as the other person, the other believer knows, it will be very easy for you to be convinced that, oh, this thing is wrong. But the point, the point is that most believers won't even find out, they won't even dig deep. So I can also recommend that if somebody is trying to convince someone, this show is not good, it's not good for you and all that, the person is trying not to understand and all that, you can just tell them, okay, on your own, do your research, find out who are the people behind this show, who are the founders, who are the directors of this of this organization, what is their intention? And it's very funny to do that. These people don't hide anymore. <laughs> if you check the Wikipedia pages of some of these TV shows, some of these, you know, you know, um, um, Hollywood legends, if you take your time to read, you will find out their connection to, you know, the agents and the organizations that they represent. And so, by the time you begin to see the, oh, um, somebody has a connection to Illuminati and then the person is the one having this wonderful show that you think it's you know is the best for the whole world. Normally as a Christian that would give you that you know question mark that why why would somebody that is doing this you know be connected to that. So if we can we can also use that to let people understand the information. Just like they say results you can't you can't struggle you can't um you can't argue with results. So if you try to convince somebody person is not trying to yield, if you have the information line on the internet that shows the connection of that person, that shows what exactly you're talking about, use that third party. You can screenshot it and show the person that, can you see what I'm talking about now? This is from the internet. This is not me talking now. This is what the information about this person contains. Um, that can also help us in convincing fellow fellow believers um, just to avoid arguments like um, like Bermanuel mentioned. I'll stop there. Alright, thank you so much. Thank you both for your valuable insights. As we navigate the complexity of this topic, I want to emphasize that what we are trying to say in today's edition of PTT Explore is that we can engage with media thoughtfully seeking content that aligns with our Christian values and um, empowers us to grow spiritually. So I think major issue with Christians is that personally they don't have value. They flow with what people tell them, what um, their spiritual leaders tell them, and they don't have convictions themselves being swayed away by every wind of doctrine, whatsoever they see on TV, whatsoever they see someone else do, they try to imbibe it into their own lives. 
not checking up whether um, they are supposed to go ahead to view this particular TV show, whether the Holy Spirit in them is permitting them to see that particular movie. So it's, it's not that we are condemning TV shows totally, all right? We are saying that you can screen off some of these things that are sensual, that are weakening your, your con- connection with your, with your maker, that are weakening your relationship, your interaction with God. You can screen them off and engage with soul lifting content, things that will um, increase your faith, make you a stronger Christian. So we we are not totally condemning TV shows, all right. So we are trying to establish a balance here. We are trying to tell you that you, as a Christian, you can't give in to just anything. You can't see just anything. You can't view just any movie. Try to establish a balance. Go back to God. That particular TV show that you are so addicted to, and you know deep down in you that it's damaging your connection with god you are not um you are really struggling with it you can ask god to help you to establish the balance that um you need by screening such having the the strength to screen off such tv shows and of course bringing in new ones you have to replace it you can't say you don't want to see tv shows again you can replace as um caleb mentioned you can replace those um those bad ones with new ones, so lifting ones, ones that will help you spiritually, that will ignite your faith, increase you spiritually. Thank you so much, Caleb. Thank you so much, Emmanuel. Before we conclude, I'd like to invite each of our guests to share one practical piece of advice for our listeners who may be struggling to balance their faith with their media choices want to have a practical um advice now something that will be workable for somebody that is really struggling with having um to balance their their media choices so what i want to i want to want to hear from caleb says please tell us what practical advice would you give someone like that um thank you very much for that question um, I'm going to give two counsels and uh, actually it's one but I'll make it two now the, the I mentioned a principle a strategy earlier you know substitution by replacement uh, and it goes back to that you need to take the bold step for simply delete and shut down things that are weakening you. When I mean bold step, I mean literally pressing, you know, shift of delete on your laptop or on your computer and let it go. Uh, I make it that simple because there is no true way to eat. You can't eat poison and if you don't want to eat poison, you throw it away. Simple as that. Now the second thing, which is the replacement part, is this. I And I'm going to quote um, one of my very respected mentors um, who said this and he used the, uh, the illustration when talking about how parents should train their children and he said this and it, is, and it is the truth he said that it is better 
to use the medium of reading to develop children than TVs or videos. And uh, what it means is this. Because of the power of what you see, when you are viewing something, it's very, very powerful. What you view is very powerful. Uh, please, can we see him? Because of the power of what we see, because of the power of what we see, what we consume visually, visual contents are very powerful, very, very powerful. So the first recommendation is that it is better to develop children with books because at least it is it is more difficult for your mind to piece together the pieces, I mean, the, the different things that the book, let's even say a book is talking about something extremely sensual. The best your mind can do is to dwell in the level of, of imagination. But when you are watching something, it is immediately connected from your eyes to your mind. There is no need to imagine anything. You're watching it right there. So the, the recommendation, which is my second practical example, I mean, recommendation to you, to everyone, is this. Dwell more on reading. If you notice, the moment visual content took over the, the, the technology, the moment visual content was the in thing in our world, if you notice, there was a there was a very vast you know drop in readership. People don't read anymore. People don't read anymore. And why? Because if people read more, they won't have time to even spend on the internet or to even spend on digital content. They'll spend more time reading. And if you check, the generation of people who spent more time reading, they didn't have access to TVs, they didn't have access to phones, they were just out, you know, books and books and writings and, you know, manuscripts. If you check their era compared to ours, you notice the vast difference. So help yourself and save yourself by dwelling more on written content, even for the Bible too. And I'm only listening to, to the Bible because it's about your life, it's your life generally. Read more than you watch. You notice that you are able to, number one, protect yourself from, you know, strange content online, all those pop-ups, all those ads that can be, you know, strange and you can be, you know, can try, try to struggle with. You protect yourself because you are reading the book. They cannot do more than in the book. And then number two, you also protect your, your your imagination. You preserve your the virginity of your imagination or something. Wow. Read more. So everyone, <laughs> go and dust your books. Get spiritual books, um, motivational books. Emmanuel, are you with me? Yes. All right, let's hear from you. What advice do you have for our listeners? Hmm. Uh, I'll tell that the scripture that says, out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. Uh, definitely, we all know that not only the mouth speaks, even the heart also imagines. The hand do it, the leg do it. Let's guard our heart from the things that we watch. One of the things I think anybody who's struggling to you know 
struggle with it can do is develop an habit that stops it. Uh, it takes time to develop habits. But keep doing it. Anytime you see a pop-up, delete, cut it. Press that three button and said, do not recommend this again. Report immediately. <laughs> I I noticed that there's this algorithm on most of our social media. They notice the kind of content you watch often. I mean, like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, those are the ones I use majorly. Uh, I think similar to work for TikTok, Snapchat, and Co. The, the 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 immediately you you cut this one, you delete. If there are some channels on on YouTube, I do not recommend for me again. Sometimes it might not actually be sensual. Sometimes it might be maybe uh, some other things. Maybe something that has to do with doctrinal issues or those that carry wrong information. They just spread false information or something like that. I will tell you to do not recommend for me again. Same thing I do for some sensual because the yeah. thing is not getting too serious. It's getting too, in fact, some things you won't even believe should be in art. And now in art, like I'm surprised. I mean, act on Facebook, act, uh, I mean, act on YouTube, even Facebook and some other uh, social media platforms. You just be surprised and then those things are happening. So develop that habit of always cutting it. When you are hearing that kind of song, stop it, change the track, or change the channel or change your streaming platform or whatever. Because um, it's better to be extreme on the side of godliness. Than yeah. to try to manage around the borderline and the loss. It, it is better you save your soul. I've been extreme on the side of godliness. So you'll be like, oh, he's a SU. He's a. They'll call it different kind of names. Many of those things happen between me and some of my colleagues when we are in conversation. For me, whenever they, get, they say all those kind of things, another thing I do is that I develop joy in it. I like it that way. And I try to maintain it as my own identity. Because it's better you save your soul. On the long run, I began to see that there are many other colleagues who actually want to be like you. They are just looking for somebody to, 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 to say, uh, we are in it together. Your Bible say, one way to my food, you understand? <laughs> so yeah. it's better you just take your ground, you, you, you stand your ground. Develop that habit. Sometimes, some of those things, even if art does not have respect, it can show up in touch. You can just maybe just want to quickly put something down, and unfortunately, they know you are doing Maybe you are told to, to do something in church online. And it's just pop up. It doesn't respect yeah, it doesn't respect your location. The most interesting part of it now is that they are now using an artificial intelligence. It's going to be very, very uh, um, general very soon. The artificial intelligence we we begin to to monitor you, monitor your phone, monitor your habits, monitor your screen time, monitor your social media things you use, all those kind of things, things that you used to do. And then if you begin without unsolicited do you begin to bring adverse. Adverse. And anybody that wants to that wants to launch an advert, we use the advert uh, the social uh, the artificial intelligence. Let's say I want to 
advertise something that has to do with health and wellness, or maybe something that has to do with exercise. And so people that you know that oh they used to frequent the gym, people that know they used to frequent uh, restaurants, people. So he is already monitoring them. So you wow. yourself develop that kind of habit that even your phone know that this is not the hard that is meant for you because is <laughs> is by the time that artificial intelligence is launched generally it's going to be a bit more difficult than it is now to control some of all those content so you develop that habit develop so strong that is stronger than your desire for those um extra content so that's my own advice for anybody that is trying to come out of you because out of the abundance of that, out of the abundance of things that we consume, some songs, very songs is very, very strong, and, and videos. Songs have the ability to rebound in your head without your permission. It's already hearing and hearing by itself. So let's learn, let's try to you know develop that habit. And I pray that as many that are trying to come out of they will find a way out. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, Caleb mentioned that we should replace, uh, we should read more of books um, because um, most of the sensuality is not really found in um, Of course, we have sensual books, so we have sensual books, but of course, you won't go and buy sensual books. So, but you can get some of this knowledge you want to get on media. You can get, you can get to things that in, in books. You can buy spiritual books. A motivational books, personal development books that will help groom you, that you can learn from, of course. Yeah, so, of course, you choose your books um, intentionally. And um, Emmanuel mentioned that we should cut off completely, try to cut off, intentionally cutting off. When it comes, cut it off. When um, those platforms suggest some of those things to you, cut them off. Because uh, um, now to music, there are sometimes that because of the fact that you you had to stay in a particular place for a long period of time and they are playing a particular music where you were seated, there's a possibility that when you leave that place, the music will be coming to your mind. Sometimes you don't even know when you begin to hear it, especially when you stayed in that environment for a very long period of time. When you get hold of yourself at that point, intentionally cut off that music from your mind Replace it with a godly song. Replace it with a mod, uh, a soul lifting song intentionally. Okay, I think that that that's a very practical step for you to to disengage whatever it is that might be cropping up in your mind. And when you read books as well, you are intentionally building up good virtues. Um, learning, of course, yeah, yeah. You keep learning, but you, you have decided to focus more by learning from books instead of learning from media especially because of some of those pop-ups that come from um advertisements yeah thank you so much Caleb Oladejo and Emmanuel for joining us tonight and sharing your wisdom to our listeners remember that you can choose to be discerning media consumers you can see content that nourishes your spirit and strengthen your relationship with God right you can decide to choose that and coupled with the advice that Caleb has shared that Emmanuel has shared 
you can um, strengthen your 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 values. You can intentionally screen out some of those content with those um, practical advice, forming new habits by reading books as well. That's all we have for tonight. Thank you for joining us on ETC Explore. Until next time, remember to engage with truth and grace. Remember that when you engage with content, you are engaging, you should engage with truth in you and with grace. Goodbye and God bless you. Thank you for listening or watching. Don't forget to share this content. We know that your first priority is to your local church, but if you feel led to support our gospel effort financially, please check the description for details. God bless you.